Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and SWE's blog, All Together, at altogether.swe.org. Looking for more information and data on women in engineering? Head over to research.swe.org and review the groundbreaking research that SWE has been conducting. SWE's research efforts include reporting on women of color in engineering and how community colleges may play a role in getting more women to graduate with engineering degrees. You can also check out the annual SWE Literature Review in SWE Magazine's State of Women in Engineering issue. Welcome to SWE Stories, Tales from the Archives. I'm Ann Perusik, Director of Editorial and Publications for the Society of Women Engineers. And I'm Troy Eller-English, SWE's archivist. SWE has been thinking a lot about mentorship recently. In our last episode, we shared SWE members' memories of their college mentors. And today, we'd like to explore how mentors have impacted the careers of SWE members. In the conversations that we've had with more than 80 SWE members in oral history interviews, we've heard wonderful stories about the ways professional mentors have instilled confidence in women engineers and propelled them in their careers. But we've also heard stories from members who didn't find those mentors, who had to forge a career path on their own. During a SWE Grassroots Oral History Project interview, at the WE13 Annual Conference, fellow and Distinguished Service Award recipient Anita Gale talked about the lonely professional road that she traveled after receiving a master's degree in aeronautical engineering from the University of Washington in 1974. Interestingly enough, I didn't have a mentor. Uh, and it may be you know, I, I've wondered, even in, in at work, I, I never really had a mentor. And uh, maybe, I, I, I don't know if I effuse this aura of incredible competence I don't need. <laughs> but, you know, it, it would be nice. But I, I don't ask because I'm stupid. I don't ask. Um, on the other hand, to, to survive going through engineering at that time, I had to be fiercely independent. Mm-hmm. I, I had to be ready to be completely, entirely, totally self-sufficient, uh, regardless of what happened, it was in a hell that it come hell or high water. God willing, the creek don't rise. Even if God will and I, I or God ain't willing, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, just it, fiercely independent, determined. Had to be. It really thick skin to, okay. to survive it. It, it was, mm-hmm. had no mentors, no advice. I mean, I'm basically going it alone. Um, and I think the reason that that no one stepped up to be a mentor is, well, part of it, we were just working our tails off on space shuttle in the early mm-hmm. days. But part of it is it was probably considered risky to mentor the girl. Um, they just they didn't know what to do with a girl. Mm-hmm. I, I came in with this fantastic resume, and that's what got me hired. Mm-hmm. But I was still a girl. Um, but I, I tried to blend with them blend and work with the guys and and be fun around the guys as much as possible. I I think that helped a lot. Other early SWE members had to look outside engineering to find mentors. Dr. Irene Peden, a SWE fellow and recipient of the Achievement Award, became the first female engineering faculty member at the University of Washington in 1962. 
When she arrived, she had to look outside the engineering department to find a professional mentor, as she recalled in a 2002 SWE oral history interview. The following excerpt has been edited for length. The law librarian at the UW uh, was a friend. She was a much older woman than I was at uh, that time, but she was quite unique in her own field. And she had made a point. Uh, when I first came to the university, there was a lot of publicity about it. And she made a point of contacting me and taking me to lunch, you know. And she was sort of a campus uh, uh, wise counselor for me, even though the fields were different. Being a law librarian was probably not so different in, in a certain way from what I was trying to do. And she had uh, impressed on me the importance of giving back as part of the responsibility that we have. And I, I, I believed that, and, and that it was, it was a two-way street, and that both sides of that were important. Luckily, not all members experienced this lonely road. In the 1950s, Dorothy Morris, a fellow and recipient of the Society's Distinguished Service Award, moved from being an administrative assistant into a decades-long engineering career due to her boss and mentor, Charles Colvin. She talked about his support during a 2003 Profiles of Sweet Pioneers Oral History Project interview with former Sweet archivist Lauren Cada. So this older man started a company called Colvin Laboratories. Wow. And he hired me to run the office so he could be involved in the um, building the company and the engineering and the manufacturing. And Charles Colvin was the most unique individual I have ever met. He did not see black or white in a person. He did not see male or female. And it was a matter of months when I would come to him and say, ask him for a decision, and his response became, what would you do? And I told him. And typically he said, well, why don't you do it? And he got me involved in the manufacturing and he decided that besides running the office and so on, that I had managerial talents, and he wanted me to take over running the manufacturing part of the company. How did you feel about that when he made that offer? Scared to death. <laughs> and I thought I, this was impossible. Um, but I went to NYU. I took courses in mechanical engineering. And with his support and his complete confidence, I mean, I I went ahead and I became manufacturing manager of Colvin Laboratories. And eventually, everything reported to me, I became general manager of wow. Colvin Laboratories. Wow. And uh, um, so this is how I entered the engineering world. 
professional mentors can help women engineers hone their technical and analytical skills. Although Dr. Gloria Brooks Reinisch noted a hazard of idolizing her mentor during a 2003 SWE oral history interview. When the war ended, they went back to uh, doing telephone work, and I went on to Sperry Gyroscope Company, which uh, was out on Long Island. That was uh, a really good move for me. I made more money, and also I discovered something. My boss there was competent, but he wasn't as brilliant as my boss had been at Bell Labs, and I discovered that I could figure things out as w almost as well as he could. Uh, when I was at Bell Labs, I had this feeling that my boss knew everything, and I didn't. I would just go and ask him anytime I was um, puzzled about something. I, I would just ask him, and uh, he would come up with a wonderful explanation for it. Uh, I would say, "Why is it doing this?" And he'd say, "Well," uh, and he'd give me a wonderful theory. And but then he'd go on and say. But if that's true, then if we make this change, it should do this. And so we would try that, and it didn't. It would do just the opposite. And he would immediately be able to come up with an equally good theory for why <laughs> it was doing the opposite. And I was just bowled over by all this. I mean, this was my first job. I was 19 years old, and um, I just... Uh, almost, uh, well, I was sort of in awe of him. He went on to be the leader of the Telstar project. He was really oh, very, wow. very sharp. Wow. So uh, it sort of gave me a bit of an inferiority <laughs> complex. Although I, I guess I could say he was a mentor. I mean, he, he was quite good, but uh, I was a little overawed by him. But then when I uh, went to Sperry, as I said, I, my boss was... Uh, competent, but he wasn't overwhelmingly so. I mean, I could think of things that he didn't think of, so I began to get a little more confidence myself. That sense of awe you can get from a professional mentor can lead you to great things. In a 2012 Sweet Grassroots Oral History Project interview, Dr. Beth Holloway recalled how a mentor that she met in the Women in Engineering program while in her first year at Purdue University moved her career in directions she never would have imagined, including being hired as the director of the program in 2001, following a decade in industry. I had, um, I had met someone um, through the Women in Engineering program, had met someone from Cummins, and I, it was, it was my freshman year, and she was one of those folks where you just look up to her and you go, oh, I would love to be her someday. She's so, I mean, she has everything. It seems like she's got it all together. She's got this great career and she has this family and she does these cool things and she's very poised and, I mean, she just seemed like that. I would, I wanted to be like her. And we kept in contact over the years. And when I was looking for um, an internship after my fourth year and before my very last semester, um, I had contacted her and I asked her if there was any possibilities of me working at Cummins, which was the company that she worked for. And because again, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just wanted a job, and I didn't knew I didn't want to work at the electric company again. 
And uh, she said, well, I don't know. Let me see. And it ended up I was invited down for an interview, and I, I got a, an internship position. With help from her mentor, Holloway received an internship at Cummins, and after she graduated, she was hired by the company. She eventually led the company's recruiting and mentoring efforts at Purdue. I got pulled into the, um, the Purdue SWE section, had an industrial advisory board, and still does to this day. And one of our Cummins folks, um, my mentor, the reason I went to Cummins in the first place, she was on that advisory board, and she started bringing me along to those board meetings. Um, and it was a lot of fun working with the students. It was a bit of an extension of working with the new engineers, only they were just a little bit removed from that. And um, I had a lot of fun. They had a lot of energy, and it was so exciting. Um, and I remember the, the last board meeting I went to, turned out as a corporate person, they, the students had made an announcement that the director of the Women in Engineering program had retired. And they passed out a job description. And they said, if you know anyone at your company who might be interested in a position like this, um, you know, here's the job description and this is what you do to apply. And so I looked at the job description and it just looked it looked like a it looked like a lot of fun. It was about mentoring people and encouraging women to be engineers and um, it was a little more than that, but that's what I read into it. And I thought, oh God, that'd be a dream job. That's so much fun. And, you know, at Purdue, no less, my alma mater. And, um, and of course, many members have looked to SWE to find mentors and to become mentors themselves. Fellow and Entrepreneur Award recipient Pam Dingman mused about the support and advice that she received from her SWE friends during a 2017 SWE Grassroots Oral History Project interview. A lot of uh, mentoring that, you know, you build a network, and I think the thing that's awesome is you might think that what you have going on is extraordinary and has never happened to anybody else, but you can always come back to SWE and find um, find other people to give you advice. Um, I don't think there's probably been a lot of SWE uh, elected officials, <laughs> elected officials who are county engineers. Um, it's kind of a new area, but uh, I have always drawn my professional support, whether it be for being an entrepreneur or a young mother, um, or now uh, as I'm an empty nester, uh, from from my the many relationships I've had at SWE. And it's interesting to now have relationships that have lasted 25 years. I mean, here here we are in Austin at the conference, and uh, I I now realize that I've shared a room with a fellow uh, a fellow SWE member. I've sh I've split a hotel room for probably over 15 years. I mean, and how incredible is that to have that friendship and that bond to where, you know, you can call that person up uh, anytime. And I mean, they don't even live in the same city you do. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's really the bonus of SWE is building that. Um, not, and I mean, the, and the network actually has grown over the years because it used to just be building a national network, but now it's actually building an international network um, and knowing people 
outside of the United States even um, who are engineers and um, doing different things. And I mean, that that depth of uh, professional network and support is just so awesome and, and so supportive. And I mean, I think what's interesting it, to me is um, SWE supported me and I've supported SWE. And so um, I just I just really appreciate I feel that everything I've put into it, I've gotten back uh, tenfold. We hope these SWE members' reflections on mentoring have inspired you to reach out and to reach back to help someone through their career. On behalf of myself, Troy, and everyone else at SWE, thanks for listening. 